You're listening to the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 210. On this episode, we're talking macaroni and cheese. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And a very good afternoon, very good morning, or very good night, whenever or wherever you are listening to this from... How are you doing? It is the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 210. My name is William. I'm the producer. I'm chef and host, Jonathan Fraser. And I'm an interesting fellow, according to Will. He's an interesting <laughs> chap. Should we just uh, relay everything we were talking about? Yeah, sure. Why not? This is, <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> and today we are talking about macaroni. Macaroni cheese and macaroni, but a focus on macaroni cheese. This, as it turns out, is an incredibly interesting subject. I'm going to pass straight over to Jonathan. I would, well, I mean, this all became because of Darren's because sure. he's been doing the meals, the oh uh, the lunch meals, and that's all his life revolves around is mac and cheese. Uh, whenever I talk to him, and this morning, would, this morning even, yeah. I made a hundred and some odd portions of mac and cheese today. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we should just talk about that. You know, yeah. like, let's, I'm like, like, this will be, we'll just, we'll, we'll, well, I think it'd we'll be, phone I think this it, one in. It'll be yeah, easy. And I think then, it sort of stemmed out of the fact that as we were talking about how much mac and cheese I make, we started throwing out how to each other, how we make it. And it's totally different. And yeah, it sort of seemed like there was maybe a, a show there. Yeah. And then I started, you know, I went down that rabbit hole and I did a little googling yeah and next thing i know i'm like oh mac and cheese and then i'm looking at the history of it and i'm like there's some there's some real history there and there's some real interesting facts and just just as a side note yesterday i was at john's and he said hey we're gonna do that mac and cheese episode tomorrow and i said oh yeah he proceeded to rattle off so many facts i was literally blown away i literally jaw dropped that for five straight minutes he was just spitting facts about mac and cheese and I was like, wow, you've really done your homework on this one. I, I was really surprised. I was I did not expect you to get totally immersed in this episode. I really got sucked down this yeah. rabbit hole. And I was like, I poured myself a cup of coffee and I got on and started doing, pulled out some recipe books and started yeah. reading. And I was like. He gets really obsessed with stuff. By bit. the way, have you two been hanging out without me? You, t- you just said no. we were hanging out. Now, <laughs> I, I haven't checked my emails recently. Uh, I didn't well, get it, an invitation. It was an Edible Valley stuff. Uh, there's John and I got another project that we're working on that has nothing <laughs> to do with anything. <laughs> but we got another project we're trying, to, we're trying to seal the deal on, and it was just about that. So, okay, convenient. Sorry. And you got sorry, a pool table. Yeah. I'm no, that's all right. No, it's okay. Uh, so the things you're going to learn today, you're going to learn a little bit about the history of macaroni. Mm. Uh, we are going to try and just limit it a little bit. There's going to be lots of history. I got some great stuff. Here. He's very excited. So we're going to get, we're going to dive straight into that. But you're also going to learn the best ways to cook it mm-hmm. um, and also the variants of mac and cheese. Oh There's a God. lot to learn I'm here. ready for that part. I got, so, I got lots of things to throw in there. Should we just start off with a fact? Just a fact. Well, let's start off with what macaroni is. Like, traditionally, sure. macaroni is a casserole. 
Actually, I feel like we need to back up one step. Let's go back there. Uh, the other day when we were workshopping this, I think I had said, hey, did you know the word macaroni comes from our ignorance and just say it? Uh, it was back way in the back in the early days. When we started calling all pastas macaroni like 200 years ago. Right? Yeah. And then you went and fact checked that. And you're like, um, excuse me, as you pushed up your glasses over the bridge of your nose. Was that bollocks? Yeah, apparently it wasn't. So this was this is all spurned from John trying to prove me wrong. So, which he does, he does. Well, I do. Yeah, just a little bit. But I'm gonna. That's gonna go through our my history lesson. Okay, which we're okay. gonna get to. We're in gonna a get bit. to it. Okay, but we're gonna talk about the traditional macaroni and cheese that we're hopefully all accustomed to. Sure. Whether it comes in a box with a package. <laughs> Or whether it comes with a beautiful creamy bechamel sauce mm-hmm. with cheese known as a Mornay yeah. uh, and baked in the oven. But the, the main, and there's lots of variations and there's so many things we can go into it. But traditionally for me, it's a baked casserole yeah. with uh, macaroni cheese or macaroni noodles, mm. which are an elbow interesting... Pasta. Elbow pasta? is yep. one form of it. And then we can talk about how it's, uh, you know, with a bechamel or a nice creamy cheese sauce sure. to go along with it. And so that's that's my, that's what I picture as, I don't know, maybe some breadcrumbs on top, but that mm-hmm. is just a classic, basic macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Well, I know mm-hmm. it's terrible, but when I think of mac and cheese, and the reason I don't particularly like mac and cheese... Mm. And this is going to be the this is the most, the worst reason is I've only ever had it out a tin or a box. What? And if you have proper mac and cheese, it'll be delicious. But I've had it yeah. so rarely. It I'm from the UK. It's less of a thing in the UK. It's fair yeah. to say, much more of a thing here. But wow, I mean, I've you only ever had it out a can or a box. What? Do you have an equivalency then? Do you have a sort of a comfort food that anybody can slap together? I mean, there's always a few, yeah, Yeah. but not mac and cheese. The mac and cheese culture, Mm. I would imagine, came from all the Italian immigrants that came to America and let's uh, let's go back. Actually, yay! There we go. (laughs) Encroaching on his territory. Let's let's do this because you know what? Like (laughs) I was, I've been doing some reading here. So let's. The first macaroni, actually, yes, is in Italy. Is the first. First uh, cookbook, Dave's, a medieval cookbook. Um, oh, God, I can't read my writing. Libre de Capio. I've just bastard that. Bastard yeah, that's right. That. I really apologize. We'll We've we'll bastardized we'll the word, we'll the word bastardized. I know. Yeah. Which was basically a casserole <laughs> of pasta with Parmesan cheese baked in the oven. Okay. okay. Which sort of comes to it. And then, at same time, around the same time in the 14th century, uh, in Britain, uh, under... Um, King uh, King uh, Richard II, his chief master cook, uh, he had come up with a, a recipe that was written down about uh, hand-cut pasta sandwiched between uh, butter and cheese and then baked, sort of like a lasagna. Hmm. Wow. And so that's, that's really along the same lines, the same areas. Right. First modern recipes uh, come out of England. Elizabeth Randolph in 1768 nine wrote a cookbook the the experience of the english uh, homekeeper and her her recipes she she had a she did quite a few recipes that sort of came out but it uh, didn't was you it? say something about she also was the first person like well, with she a wedding put cake a bridal a bride cake which yeah. is sort of falls in lines of like a, a wedding cake of today sort of those things huh and then Essel cake Eccles cakes Eccles cakes sorry yeah I like she, she is claimed okay. to be the uh inventor of those 
I really? Or they suspected it was from her. And so... And uh, interesting, because they're very, very good with cheese. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oddly. Yeah. But she had a recipe that was uh, basically, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Mornay sauce mm-hmm. uh, mixed with macaroni and sprinkled with Parmesan cheese. There you go. That's and so that's and the history. So, and I think that for a Canadian aspect, that's how it sort of came over to us. Now, down in the states, they have a very different thing about Thomas Jefferson, right? And his uh, his chef, or at the time slave, mm-hmm. uh, James Hemming, which was one of the first Americans to train in Paris to be a chef. Uh, wow. uh, which is okay. quite interesting. Yeah. Anyways, Jefferson fell in love with macaroni and brought it over with him. Oh yeah. And that's how it sort of became. Uh, that was what it made made the leap. Yeah. yeah. And so he uh, there's he had taken down notes on how to make a macaroni press because or extruder. Right. So basically, in the old, you would basically form your dough. So mostly with a durum. I don't know if you know this, but John and I used to own a pasta shop. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and he owned a bar. Yeah, yeah and a bar. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, so the extruder is where you like force it through a die. You force it through right. a metal cut shape yeah. to get the shape that you want it. Yeah. Your dough. And so I believe traditionally in Italy, uh, macaroni noodles were much longer. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until North Americans sort of, actually, I wouldn't say North Americans, but it sort of got cut smaller. What was that called? Honestly, we haven't looked this up. Isn't it, wasn't that Bucatini? We used to do a bucatini, which yeah. was like a big hollow noodle. <clears throat> yeah, you're looking yeah, at your phone. Sure. What? You're looking at your phone. My phone's not on. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah it's you. good. It was off <laughs> the top of his head. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to. I mean, yeah. I feel like that. an idiot for not being able to recall it. We used to own a pasta shop. Yeah, for yeah. Like we're just said. bragging about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the so a lot of the the Italian style of macaroni was done with a longer noodle, and that it was when it was brought over to the states and stuff like that. They made it interesting. And the interesting part too is that he served it at a state dinner, and everyone oh, yeah. hated it. Everyone hated <laughs> really? it. Really? Well, I shouldn't say hated it, but they were not very impressed with it. Yeah. He served it as a macaroni pie. Didn't go over so and big. People did not like it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's the other the American thing that we were joking about. Mm-hmm. This is with Darren is the Yankee Doodle Dandy. Right. Stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. Right. Which is a portrayal back to a class of people. In that right. era. And it was actually a song written by the British to make fun of yeah. the Americans. So jo- when John was explaining this to me yesterday, and I was like, because I'd said, oh, macaroni is just a slang term for all pasta. And he came back to me and said, no, it's not. It's for hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> it was essentially the hipster of the day. As you uh, yeah. 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 Anyways. So it was the elitists <laughs> who went and traveled Europe. And, you know, they had their big hairdos and yeah. very tight pants and all that fun stuff. So when they came back to England and that, they mm-hmm. brought this this macaroni or pasta. And so everyone referred to him as the macaroni style. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's how that's it all how it sounds slows it. down. It has nothing to do with macaroni and cheese. It has to do with pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's how it all sort of came to be. And Interesting. Then, yeah. So, excuse me. I guess, actually, I haven't even talked about Canada. Jeez. We oh, yeah, right. There, there. There, we have a big claim to fame in the history of... Yes. Of macaroni. The greatest moment in Canadian history. No, no. 1937, craft dinner became a thing. That's it. Oh, now I saw this. And that was. And and it's Canadian. It's Canadian invention. Wow. I remember watching this. He was a Canadian. And and anyways, it became a, a huge hit. And so in the first year of craft dinner, they sold 8 million boxes of craft dinner. Uh, and then over the war, 
they sold 50 million boxes of craft dinner over the second world war because of during rationing and restrictions and stuff like that yeah. it was yeah, affordable and i read somewhere that you could use with one with one stamp, token or whatever. one food stamp you could get two boxes of craft dinner and feed the whole family great yeah <laughs> wow but that that yeah. tells you also that there's nothing good in there yeah uh, it's just roughage well yeah. it was known as a, it was known as a healthy meal at those times <laughs> it was like it was days, affordable yeah. oh, it and it was healthy milk in it ah, yeah, milk I see. and butter and if yeah. you really want to get healthy you can put margarine yeah Right. I just had to pause there for a second because yeah. I'm questioning that whole time. Yeah. Now, here's a scary fact, too, just because this sure. is my it for facts, and then we'll start talking about how to make macaroni. Okay. And I'm going to put that on Darren no. because he's the guy who cooks more macaroni than anyone else here. Sure. But in Canada, mm-hmm. okay, sorry, they sell 7 million boxes of Kraft Dinner a year. Okay, that's this is craft of craft. Okay, craft dinner. Okay, so that's not including all our other names out there. Like, uh, there's a box of Cheetos. John, yeah, <laughs> John brought a prop, and I'm pretty disgusted by it. <laughs> Cheetos macaroni. Cheetos maga. What's the other one? There's Anna's and there's. Uh, this is like the no name brands. The no name brands. Anyways, so Kraft sells. So Kraft makes seven million. Seven. It does million. say on the box that he's very tasty though. So oh yeah, yeah. Just saying. Oh. They're not macaroni noodles either. I'd like to state. No, they're spiral. But this says mac and cheese. Anyways, hey. Canada buys twenty five percent of those box seven. <laughs> Really? Of the world's production of Kraft macaroni? Is that yeah. At least that's what I read. Nice. So I'm like, way to you know go, Canada. You know I, mean? I don't want to go into this too much, but uh, way down the line, you might want to, I can claim that or point to the fact that one of my distant ancestors was Sir Walter Raleigh. One, amongst many things, poet, what have you, uh, he, you know, a consort to the queen, uh, but he made tobacco fashionable. He was the dude. So I used to always say, like, you can always thank my family for introducing smoking to everybody. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I get to say to all my American friends when I'm down there, I can also say, like, you yeah, know, we gave you smoking and craft macaroni yeah. and cheese. So uh, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what so what we were talking about how you make it? How to make it, because we are good old Canadians, so we know how to do it. So mm. basically you take six cups of water. Mm. You open the box. Oh, you're talking about the <laughs> <laughs> No, no. The directions are on the side if you get confused. I thought you, you wanted to talk about how to make macaroni. No, no, I'm, d- I'm talking oh, about the box. I'll talk about the box. box and then you pour. At once the water comes to a simmer, I always recommend salting your water. There we go. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, that's you, quite honestly, posh. Keep going because I bet you there's a point here where I'm going to take umbrage. I, what, what do you do next? Well, no, I'm going to follow the directions. So you completely, so you pour your, your noodles in there, you bring them to a simmer for a few minutes, mm-hmm. four to five minutes, I believe, till the till they're just al dente, just a bite yeah, to them. Sure. Drain them off, and then quickly you add your butter. Add your butter where? To the pot that you okay. just boiled yeah. your water in. You're cool. going back. This is a one pot yeah. dish, right? Yeah. Butter in there, you start melting it down, you add your milk, stir it, and then you stir in the powder. You're going to totally, be like... Totally, totally, totally <laughs> disagree with you there. Right, the way you do it... If you're doing the box product, is you put in the butter, then you put in the cheese plus oh, powder, yeah, 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 and you make almost a a, a consistent you, paste out of it on that heat, and then you slowly add the freezing cold milk, and you make yourself a nice thick sauce. <laughs> 
then you throw the macaroni in. Anyways, that's the box style, and that's the way I've taught my kids to do it when they want it. But we don't eat any of that stuff anymore because of the sheer volume of macaroni that I make now. When I show up at 12 <laughs> o'clock at night after a long day, uh-huh. <laughs> usually it all goes in at the same time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, is this is the way I do it. And this is, I don't have a scaled-down version, but I suppose you could do it. But, I mean, I literally make this a couple times a week because of all the different catering that I do. So I do uh, like a pound of butter, so like a half a half a brick of butter for for Canadians, and then I do a full cup of flour, and I melt that butter, then add the flour, and make a nice roux, and I'm gonna cook that roux for at least five minutes. I'm not getting necessarily a blonde roux, but I want color to change, and I want the texture to change to where it's almost almost velvety again, you know, instead of like chunky, and then. That's when I add my milk, probably about a liter, a liter and a bit of milk in little dose, like about a cup at a time. And then once I get that to the consistency that I like. Don't which, forget, constantly stirring. Yeah, constantly stirring, constantly stirring. And and once that's to a consistency, like once it's all of the same consistency, regardless if I'm going to cook it down a bit or, or what have you, that's when I add my seasonings. So to that, I would do uh, a quarter teaspoon of white pepper. I would do um, a quarter teaspoon of garlic salt, uh, a quarter teaspoon of mustard powder, and a half teaspoon of onion powder. And then I'm going to get those well incorporated. And then uh, that's when you you bring up your cheeses. So for cheese, overall, I'm looking for almost three cups. I'm looking for about two and a half to three cups. And I'll usually do some matzah for texture to give Mm. it the stringiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then cheddar for flavor. And then I want something like I'll go like a medium cheddar, but then right. it, and, and that's sort of the body of the flavor. So double cheddar. Yeah, no cheddar and the matzah, and then whatever after. So if I have another like uh, Asiago or Parmesan or something sharp that's going to give a little, I'll do like what a half cup of that. Yeah. How about a blue? Uh, you could, I suppose you could. I mean, it would probably really pervert the color. The color would be yeah. like whatever. But yeah, and that's that's it. And then just like John said with pasta, you know, you cook your pasta in lots of like an excessive amount of water give it room to breathe and heavily salt that water it barely any of that salt's going into your pasta but it'll give it enough to yeah and then you're draining it yeah you drain it and just throw it all in and then that's and that's the beginning and then i add a whole bunch of stuff after but nice and now if i was gonna do this traditionally i would throw it in a nice casserole dish yeah put some more cheese on it Mm because you can never have enough cheese on it yeah and then i like a bit of uh uh, breadcrumbs yes right so so yeah so the point point where i I got to yeah that's the point where before i added the cheese that was a bechamel yeah a flavored bechamel and then the point when you add the cheese it becomes a mornay which is essentially what so yeah so at the some people will finish it with a little bit more bechamel but some people will top it with a little mornay yeah yeah and that's that's man. I know that recipe off the like, back of my hand because I make it so often. How about a fried egg on top? But are you the burger episode was a while ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I quite often put bacon. Uh, uh, that seems to be something that people quite like. Yeah, I guess it sort of harkens I, back to when people used to do chopped up hot dogs in it, which oh, disgusts me. Oh man. Yeah, that that's is gross. That yeah. just makes my day. So, I love so it. It I'll do happy bacon. Inside. But then today, today, like I always have a little pasta left over, and today the leftover, I took a big heaping spoon of pesto, mixed that into that mac and cheese that I had, and that was pretty good. 
Well, I'm I like to mix it up a bit. Like there's yeah. I have done so many different macaronis over the years. Like yeah, bacon's always a nice one. I love yeah. ha- like even throwing jalapenos in there for a little bit of spice mm-hmm. is nice. Fresh tomato. Yeah, or even roasted so tomato works. Roast tomato, I'm, I'm yeah. game on the roast tomato, but not yeah. the fresh tomato. Uh, you know what? You can do like sautéed onions will be working there with like peppers and leeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh herbs. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, I'm going to say too, like don't just make your macaroni and then throw these things in. Sort of plan which of these things you're throwing in and maybe decide the cheese that goes into that sauce. That's, that's another it, you know? good option too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Chive's good. Chive, chive is fantastic. Ham's good in there. Yeah, yeah. chive's good. Yeah, chives are good in there. Both uh, those are good at the same time. Yeah. Ham and you know chive, what you can do? Obviously, I give my kids a lot. Can nice. can salmon or tuna, and then you make it sure. into like a cas like oh my a God, tuna that casserole. Takes me back. Yeah, yeah. Like my, mom, my mom, like 1979, I would have been like three, four. I remember that circuit. I remember because it was specifically because of the apartment we used to live in. Uh, she used to make tuna casserole a lot, and yeah. it was that. It was mac and cheese, her homemade mac and cheese, and she would mix a can of tuna into it. You'd call that a bake, wouldn't you? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. back then they used to call that a ca- tuna casserole. Yeah. I like you throwing your green vegetables in there. Yeah, there's yeah. oh, hey, best way to get kids to eat broccoli. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know what the best way to do that is? Chop up your broccoli to to bite sized pieces in the last three minutes of boiling the water of the pasta. Oh yeah, yeah. And just throw the broccoli in. And then, so when you drain the pasta, you're also draining the broccoli. It's so easy. It's so easy, literally. Yeah. And then just throw it in there. The other yeah. one, if you're just really need a quick one, peas. Yeah. Frozen, oh, yeah. Frozen peas out of the freezer. You yeah. can just grab mm. them, throw them right in there. That's such a hair. Adds a little yeah. bit of extra flavor. I'm playing around with something. I'm trying to make a kid, a kid appealing pesto right now. Uh, as I'm always doing, I'm always workshopping and writing recipes and stuff. But uh, so I'm thinking about doing a pea pesto. Oh. And next year, and offering um, a green mac and cheese, Ooh. where I mix in a little bit of that pea pesto after nice. I've made the mac and cheese, Sounds and just I don't know. Do kids want to eat green noodles? I don't know. Green what, eggs Like and I want to kind of, I kind of want to see where it goes. Sounds it sounds yeah. How you, well, yeah. you tell them it is, but yeah, yeah, slime or something. <laughs> We'll see. We'll yeah. see. One, uh, I got to so, do one of my favorite mac and cheeses yeah. that we did at the restaurant for a while there, and I should bring it back because oh I loved it. I know which one you're talking about. Saffron macaroni with yeah. pork belly. Oh. That was, a fantastic one. That, was oh, that, that sounds was, good. It was. And I, that was, I think that was Christopher Thrift's idea. It was Chris Thrift. Yeah. I, I, mean, I throw that out to him, and I remember him. I remember eating it and being like, feeling my arteries clog up. <laughs> and just be like, do you know what the saving grace on that dish, though? The saving grace was that we didn't give people the option to swap the salad. We yeah. said, you're eating greens, yeah. and it's going to have our very nice citrus vinaigrette. And and that's it. And because if you ate that pasta and that uh, pork belly, and you didn't have something acidic and light and, and you know, vegetable to cut it, you just felt horrible. But <laughs> yeah. for some reason, that balance just yeah. made it okay. You were like, uh, Okay. Yeah. And I think that was when he made it and I was just yeah. like eating it and I was like, oh. <laughs> and there was just like some salad greens in there with the dressing and I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, it was like, perfect. Oh, that was perfect. perfect. Just saved yeah. me right there. So, but, but yeah, yeah, such a good dish. Such a such a beautiful dish. Mm. Uh, I was thinking of some other things. I want to sure. talk a little bit about cheese, but right now let's talk about some of the crazy things that we can do with it. Didn't uh, we just talk about the crazy things? Well, no, we haven't because we haven't talked about macaroni pizza. What? Oh, wow. This cool. is a thing. Do you know what Matt? Okay, do you know what Matt? Matt is a guy that we work with. Uh, Matt the other day said, 
I, I'm not going to say what, because I'm not ready to reveal this to the public yet, but I, I've been working on the next junk food. I'm like, I'm going to trade, I want to create a junk food that takes <laughs> the country by storm. And uh, so I had this idea. Anyways, uh, Matt said, oh, I've had something similar, but not the same. I've had something like that. And he said he had deep fried macaroni sticks. I've got it right here. I was deep like, fried what? macaroni sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so you bake it as your casserole, cut it yeah. up, roll it, bread it, fry it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my God. Think about this molten, cheesy mess. It <laughs> cracks open That's and cracks. That's too much. That could be really good. It could be just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and all food is good, right? So. Sure. <laughs> uh, the other one is just a. What are you saying about this? Taking macaroni and putting it in a pie. Yeah. And yeah. Then baking yeah. it as a pie. Yeah. Taking the best of both worlds. Comfort food. Pie comfort food yeah. macaroni. Just that is an amazing idea, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, macaroni no. pot pie. Yes. Mm. Well, that's it. I'm. That's I'm, it. That's all your ideas. No, I mean, well, here's the thing: is does macaroni have to be made with elbow macaroni, or can we do other no. shapes? Well, this. I mean, this. If you speak to the good people at Cheetos. <laughs> They they have the answered your podcast. question. They've gone spiral. Now sponsored by Cheetos. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. There's no, there's no sponsorship. We're just really no. They wouldn't. It. They didn't reply to <laughs> they, us. No, <laughs> they have higher standards than us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's like a spiral. So is that like a mock sort of like a not a rotini? Yeah, rotini. Is that yeah. what that is supposed to be? But I'm I'm thinking like you could do fusilli. It's something yeah. that you want a noodle that will capture. The sauce and hold yeah. the sauce really tight in there. So then, wouldn't penne be really good, or penne, is penne almost too big? Penne can be too big in some yeah. ways. I mean, I like little little shells. You know, like uh -huh. you know the little mini cup shells. Those are great because they actually like they're little spoons of little cup. Oh, those ones, yeah, the little the mini shells. I can't remember the name of them. <clears throat> yes, but yeah, uh, I used to love the. We had the Scooby Doo noodles, which <sighs> are no longer made anywhere, but they were kind of a spiral noodle with a cup in it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there's so many different different names. I'm not even going there. But I think yeah. anything that's got a little bit of a tube and a bit of a spiral that can hold that sauce in there oh, sure, is yeah. good for doing. It holds onto the sauce. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. yeah. Now I want to know about cheese. Mm. Uh, well, there's. I mean, it's cheddar. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I fall back to this cheddar thing, but there's so yeah. many good other cheeses like Gruyere, yeah. Gouda. Um, Havarti, no. Um, See, Havarti's <laughs> got the creaminess to I, it. You I, know? I don't know. I've I've tried it with Havarti, and I'm not a fan. Not a fan. No, it's, yeah. it's fair. But, but yeah, it's got some of those textures. I'm thinking of some of our local cheeses around here, like mm. uh, the farmhouse. Age farmhouse. Would Age be the farmhouse best. would have like a real sharp bite to it, and just be like. So yeah. So we're not. Again, we're not sponsored by Natural Pastures, but we're fans. But, yeah, the Verdelay. Would the verdelay would be good. Parmadamer. I'd be... even use their 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 cumin verdelay would be like to get that. Oh yeah. You could have that really like curry. Well, that's something that you were saying too. You were saying you read a recipe and somebody had included uh, mace, and I was and you were kind of off about that. And I was thought, I think nutmeg would actually, you know, which mace is just the shell yeah, of the yeah, nutmeg, yeah. but like I think nutmeg would it has a place if you want that oh, yeah, nuttiness, yeah. like exactly. it works in that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of some of our other cheeses like down south, like we've got uh, 
uh, well, Qualicum I'm Cheese Factory, right? Yeah. Like they've got their um, their uh, their Qualicum Spice Cheese has got right. a nice spicy thing, That's which would make it beautiful. It's creamy. I use that as a as a yeah. in a lot of my sauces at work. So, oh, do you? How yeah. about a like a brie, mm. like one of the unripened cheeses, like brie or camembert? I don't think. I mean, I think you'd lose it. Like any yeah. benef- any any benefit that you would think you would be getting from it, you don't think you'd get because you're already making the cream sauce. I did it. Jackknife Pizza are doing a brie on a pizza now. Oh, I had it. You had that? I had it on the beach up at Saratoga. What was it like? Well, I was laying on my towel (laughs) in the sun. I don't want to know. The waves tickling against my toes. Wearing, please. With my my tight Speedo. (laughs) (laughs) And I had. I was laying there with a beautiful piece of brie on a pizza. You took a picture of that. Didn't oh, you? that was I did take a picture of that. I um, think you I've just, used it for you something. just painted the picture well enough that I remember yes. you actually took a photo of it. We that. I got a couple different was pizzas of theirs. It was amazing. I had such a good time up there. Mm-hmm. And it was such a perfect pizza for being on the beach. They had the one with the pickle on it that I'm blanking on what was all on there, but that was delicious. Interesting. And yes, this whole wheel of brie cheese on there amazing. was just like Yeah. Oh. You know, I really like those guys. Um the jackknife they were on this like 20 something episodes ago episodes ago going back like 40 50 episodes i think we had gorilla pizza on yeah Uh, i the other day when i say actually no we never had gorilla pizza on no we had gorilla foods we had gorilla foods that's That's right right. we had jason with gorilla foods who went on to do gorilla pizza but i had one of his pizzas and uh honestly my brother talks them up talks them up talks them up and i was like well it's just pizza and then i had one the other day it's not (laughs) it's not just pizza it's amazing i can absolutely understand why people go crazy over their pizza it's amazing now i'm just wondering when they're going to come out with a macaroni pizza, pizza. Yeah. yeah oh that's why we're that's what we're talking about we're trying to get a macaroni pizza and no, we're so talking what about is that so is that a pizza completely covered with macaroni yeah. or is that a pizza crust made of macaroni oh <laughs> Ooh, now mind blown <laughs> no i'm thinking actually the macaroni on on the pizza I don't know. with some nice <laughs> nice cheddar cheese um yeah anyways just just a thought there uh-huh. put those out to those two places see what happens sure um but uh and what i was thinking about with the brie cheese that i would yeah. do with the macaroni is on top when you go to do a casserole and bake it in the oven oh yeah i see what you're saying i can yeah. see the brie yeah. cheese melting on there because yeah, you yeah. get a nice yeah. Crust oh yeah. To it and it'd be beautiful. But it might take away from the overall. Uh, the bitterness might come through too much yeah. and just be a bit odd. Maybe. I just, I would eat. I, you know what? I had a brie cheese burrito today, so I'm. <laughs> Where did you get that from? I made it. You made that's it. A, that's to a work. John concoction. Oh, <laughs> I had some caramelized onions and apples and brie cheese. And a little bit of chicken, and I just rolled it in a burrito and threw it in a frying pan. And that <laughs> actually sounds amazing. It was, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty good at this. The brie, the apple, the chicken, the yeah, yeah. all of that. That sounds. Amazing. I was missing okay. some nuts for some real crunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have we've done this macaroni thing. I think we've gotten a good picture of what we all feel about I'm macaroni. We did an episode on macaroni. To be honest, I'm I did not know that this was coming. I, so. I'm excited about it. I wanna I wanna talk more about the history, but I don't think anyone has the patience to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, write in if you're listening and you want John to finish what he's talking about. 
uh, we can do a follow up where John goes more on the history. If you want of it, macaroni and cheese. I if will. the fans demand it, yeah. we will deliver. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on our Patreon site. So if you ever become a subscriber to the Edible Valley podcast for just one dollar a month, you can listen to me talk about macaroni and cheese history. <laughs> Okay, right, boys, we got one last thing to talk about that we haven't touched. Oh, my and God, I is, see it This right is going to make Darren throw up on us. It's okay. No. This is very Canadiano of the <laughs> mac and cheese, but... Uh-huh. Oh, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Um, nothing but the red <laughs> nectar of the God uh, as, ketchup. As Michelle <laughs> used to call it, somebody that we worked with for a long time, Sauce American. Sauce Americano. Uh, <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> Slathered in ketchup. Is that is yeah, I That's get. an abomination. I'm not I a knew fan. I was gonna use that I'm word. Not, yeah. I'm yeah. not a fan of ketchup. You know what? It took it took me a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And still not a huge fan. But I yeah. I have done it. Yeah. And it just, it adds a bit of a character to it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to knock anyone for do it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got hot dog wieners in your mac and cheese. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, they have to each to their own. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a low budget. Mm-hmm. Fill you up. Keep mm-hmm. you full all day meal. And yeah. you're getting all the vegetables. You're getting your wheat, your dairy. You know what you just reminded me of? You're getting your vegetables. What are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't a rounded meal. Ketchup's not a vegetable. <laughs> Ketchup's not a vegetable. I made for my son. I, I, we don't have. You can cut me off wherever, but I made for my son. Uh, I called it. What did I call it? The four. The the four porksmen of the. No, no. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and I get. I took a big thing of mac and cheese. I had bacon. I had pepperoni. I had pulled pork, and I had diced ham. And I mixed them all in and baked it off for him. And he literally had tears in his eyes because he's a big fan of pork. Uh, he literally had tears in his eyes and he asked if I would please make that all the time. And I was like, <laughs> no, that is not healthy for you. That was a one-time deal. Not healthy at all. But yeah. Anyways, we were talking about variations. And that one just, just <laughs> me. Uh, Yeah, and I am going to um, copyright the horsemen of the apocalypse okay i so, love yeah. <laughs> also on our patreon site a copy of garrett's <laughs> recipe for okay well this has been the edible valley podcast uh, <laughs> that was brilliant i liked it as always i'm hungry now for what we've been talking yes. about and i hope no one's disappointed on us and questioning our <laughs> i think i think we i think we behaviors. i think we actually took ourselves down a notch today. Did we? Yeah. Whatever people thought of us, it's now one step lower. I feel like we've done a proud service to macaroni and cheese because <laughs> I think it's not just a quick meal. I think there's, yeah. you know, when you mix some cheese and mix some of these great ingredients, then you have something that's. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about if anybody wants to text, message, mail, snail mail, send a courier. I don't, whatever you would like to do. I'm happy to talk about 
what things would go really well with macaroni because literally I do this all day. <laughs> um, you know, one thing we didn't mention and we shouldn't go into necessarily, but the uh, the traditional Sunday roast. Mm. I've seen on occasions no roast potatoes, but mac and cheese instead. Yeah. Mm. Which is very North American. Very. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it's, yeah, like uh, I travel a lot uh, throughout North America and like down south. Mm. But it's not even an option to not have macaroni as a choice. You really? have to... Every restaurant has macaroni as a choice for side. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just ubiquitous. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's nice. like we have, like, with potatoes, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Amazing. Well, that that was it. That was uh, Edible Valley Podcast, episode 210, Mac and Cheese. Um, I, I learned a lot. So thank you very much. The three things I learned are, mm. doesn't have to be, uh, it can be spiral. Mm. Absolutely. Invented in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and craft dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The craft dinner. Um, and it uh, doesn't go well with brie. But, <laughs> but uh, it's good to have mozzarella in there for the texture. Yes. So thank you very much. All Thanks. right. Thanks for listening. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> I didn't even know Facebook had a podcast. Well, and thing. then I was like, is it that I'm not allowed to post our Facebook? No, that's what I thought first. And that's why I started reading yeah. into it. I'm like, oh no, oh, I guess they had a feature that I wasn't even aware of. So Yeah, and, I, and then I Googled it. I went to search for a podcast yeah. on there and it came up with a bunch of groups. I'm like, well, this is garbage. They have the one single biggest promotional tool known to this generation and they didn't even promote that thing that they have. I know. Facebook. This has been. Yeah, it could <laughs> have been. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Okay, ready again?